Hello there, and welcome to the Kirk Minahan wrap-up show. Today's January 18th. Today's show was called Steve's Pajamas, because Kirk was very, very critical of Steve lounging around the hotel in his socks, pajamas, sweatpants, and just, just kind of hanging out while there was a, some sort of missing piece of equipment. So I am joined today by John from Scranton, Tony Cass, and High Blind Mike. How are you three doing today? Well... Good, good. Nice. So let's jump right into it because the show started out today. Kirk predicted that the show would be a catastrophic failure. Uh, I don't think it sounded terrible. Definitely, you could definitely tell that there. I mean, there was a Streamyard list going on, which which always happens for some reason whenever Kirk is on Streamyard. But other than that, it didn't sound terrible. But you could definitely tell that it was recorded on Streamyard. Would you guys? How do you think of Kirk's prediction of that this is going to be a total disaster? Did you think it was? Did you think it wasn't too bad? It was from a I technical mean, standpoint, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was one of them had really lousy audio, but technically, it was fine. I don't think anyone really cared that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were able to play a parody song, so it's not like they had no soundboard at all. It gives it yeah. gives you like a good topic. It does like it, Kirk went off about it for forty five minutes off the top, so that gives you content right then and there. Does it sound bad? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't professional sounding. It sounds like us right now, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, I'm going to say that I don't think, I think, it, I think this was kind of not the straw that broke the camel's back, but I do think when Kirk brought it up weeks ago that he thinks that Steve is, you know, out of the KMS show and he's totally involved in the, the, the case and the secret project. I do think there is some truth to that. And I think Kirk got a lot of it off his chest today while he was, uh, while he was going because and I don't necessarily think this might be a hot take. I don't necessarily think that's entirely on Steve. I think he might be kind of overworking himself trying to produce these two two shows right now. And and it just kind of caught up to him. And he, you know, he just kind of made a brain fart and forgetting a cable in, in Boston while they were down there and wasn't able to to grab the right thing. So uh what are you what are your guys' thoughts on it? Do you do you think Steve has checked out of the Kirk Minahan show? Do you think he's just not as enthused as he was perhaps a year ago or what are your guys thoughts absolutely checked out even the fact that kirk today was willing to do the show with mike with absolutely nobody able to hear the thing just because he didn't want to do a show with just steve i think that says a lot yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say i wouldn't say he was trying to i didn't ever get the vibe that he kirk is against doing a show with just steve i mean he he has been doing shows with just Steve for the past four months. I know last Wednesday we had the the Kirky's Captain Kirky's top twenty countdown, which Steve wasn't very involved with. So, yep. Can I present you with some alternative facts on, of on the subject of Steve? It has cast, right. man. So, and and bear in mind that I'm no Steve defender generally, but think about the 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 fans of this show and their sort of rabid consumption of any content KMS mm-hmm. related. Now, if you're anybody in that role other than Kirk Minahan, all of this fervor is not about you. You're, you're just sort of catching shrapnel. And if mm-hmm. we're being honest, I think I know a lot of people don't love Steve, but I don't know how much better anybody else, like everyone talked about Colin A or whoever. I don't think you'd have anybody doing a better job technically. I agree with that. I just have to imagine it. it's got to get exhausting when like the constant shit just keeps coming and like – 
the reaction Steve when Kirk is a workhorse. Steve yeah. is a workhorse, man. He's when Kirk looks like he's going away, it's everyone's like, oh, you know, Kirk, take your time. You got to do your best. And everyone is supportive. If Steve shows an ounce of weakness for a quarter of a second, it's they just the piranhas are all over him. So I don't think he's completely out of line to just be like, you know what? I'm I'm sick of every single time something goes wrong or isn't perfect, just getting shit on like I'm an idiot. I, I do feel where he's coming from. Nah, fuck that. Steve's a whiny bitch, dude. He okay, is the hardest working man in business. Hardest working man in this business. But he whines about it. When he's questioned about it, he fucking whines. Like, sorry. Can, can you imagine being the hardest working man and getting fucking John from Scranton shitting on you? That's gonna not be <laughs> I, I the know, best I, feeling in the world. I know exactly. I know exactly. No, I think Steve's a hard ass working dude, though. Like, Steve puts his, like he said today, life on the line for Kirk. But like, yo, he's producing this new case, the case, and then he's producing this show, which is. A fucking full-time job to begin with and doing both of those at the same time yeah he gets this much to bitch about but he he fucking does it so he like he said he put his neck on the line for kirk today like come on dude. like you you are like kirk did put him in place yeah. like you are working for me buddy like i like that but steve steve does it better than anyone else conan would be better with the minna fans because he's a minna fan and steve just isn't we all know that like it's not like he's not a minna fan anymore he never really was a minna fan him saying like yeah, I like certain Minna fans. Like, no shit, you like certain Minna fans. Steve, we knew that the whole fucking time. You knew <laughs> if we're being honest, though, how many people is he really talking about? When he says he doesn't like certain Minna fans that are up his oh, ass like, all the time. Like fucking 10 exactly. What, no, I mean, so like, to 10? It might not even be double digits. That's fine, but, but, but he's saying he likes certain Minna fans, too. How many is that? That's even probably less wow. than the number of Minna fans he likes, Cass, man. So that's what that's I was fair. kind of that's going fair. for, you know? Yeah, I, I, I still a good producer. Especially when uh, what what Tony was saying about how you know every every everything Steve like screws up on or if he you know plays a clip out of line, everyone just suddenly jumps online and, and starts shitting him. Oh, Steve was terrible. This is this is yeah. I mean, up at eleven up at eleven is the best example of that. Like if that show's not up at eleven, people oh people like, are or people tweeted immediately. Yeah, like, that's, that's his job, dude. He's got to deal with that stuff. I mean, yeah, no, I I, I know, and I, and I think that's kind of part of the deal he got when he kind of joined mm -hmm. he might not have known of what he was signing up for but joining the craziest family the, in the world the producer of the kirk minahan show is going to get shit on mm -hmm. for their mistakes no matter what they do like, yeah, and it's kirk been a year now and then some so he can't take the oh god i didn't know what i was getting into route now that's that yeah, exactly. worked like last august i don't think you can do that now <laughs> but the, the first I mean, time he Something about he was hit with it right off the bat with this show. Like the parent thing hit him right off the bat. So like he knew what he was getting into after what? That was what day one or two. Yeah, that, I think that was the second day. So I yeah, I, that I, was I think, really early. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame Steve for kind of being like, "Hey, people like Ziggy Robinson or the Rundown Show, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about." But also, you just kind of got to take it with a grain of salt and kind of like, like that's what makes people like the show so much is that. People are oh, we lost you. constantly involved, involved, and, and they can give feedback that gets talked about in the show, mm -hmm. whether whether or not it's it's positive feedback or negative feedback. I mean, you look at someone like I understand when 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 Steve is coming from where he says like uh, it's just a small majority of people who just constantly bitch, but you got to look at it and the people constantly bitch about Steve really don't bitch about anything i don't want to say anything else but you take it someone like ziggy robinson who is kind of he's kind of grown his persona on kind of like shitting on steve that's kind of his go-to yeah. and and steve brought up a possible reason for that 
today, during today's show that they're going to do with songs and something like that. But uh, this was proved not true by Ziggy, though. Ziggy said this wasn't true, and which means he mistaken Ziggy for Warden of the North because Warden of the North is the one who hates him and shits on him for not playing his songs. Mm-hmm. So he um, or Ziggy and Warden are the same person. But you look at like Ziggy's probably like you can't get to be as much as big of a minifan as he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he will follow the the show to to the edges of the earth when it when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, I, I think Steve. I didn't. I didn't think. He, I wanted to kind of call this like the death of Steve Robinson, like 1.25, because it was. I think there of- was already an episode called that. Yeah, so this one's 1.25. This yeah, is the extended version without Hillary Duff. I don't really want to go like the full half because I really don't think because it wasn't the focus of the entire show. They didn't hit on other topics such as uh, Zarbano losing his job and, and Patreon. And, and I think that's the only that. reason they didn't make this whole episode about that because there was so much other stuff to talk about. If this if the, today was just a normal Monday, I think Steve would have been plastered all day long. Do you think he would have been? And I think with- they were light on Zarbano too. They, 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 they beat him up a little, but man, they didn't hit Zarbano half as hard as I thought they were Like all to. of Kirk's passion went towards fucking Zarbano, or uh, went well, towards Steve's Steve pants. Yeah, Steve wearing pajamas. It's really just <laughs> so. So that's a good. Uh, that's a good segue into the next. But segment. I do all that. I do want to say one one quick thing about the uh, the pajamas. It's not as though this is completely unfounded criticism for Kirk because you'll remember the 2019 best of. You know, there was supposed to be integrated songs and it was supposed to be all intermixed. And at the end of that, Steve kind of said, yeah, you know what? It was just taking too long. So I just put it out. It was whatever. And Kirk sort of blew it off. He's like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, I think in Kirk's mind at 630, if you're already in PJ pants, you've just surrendered. This isn't going to work. So, like, I think Kirk was trying to hammer the point home that don't just give up on the show being good quality audio. At 6.30 p.m., you could get this fixed before tomorrow morning. I think that's where his frustration was. He just is great at stretching a premise, and it became 40 minutes of shitting on Steve, which was great. Which I, I like I like the episodes where every once in a while when, you know, Steve would take some shit, Mike would take some shit. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the day Carabas takes some shit. I think that would be interesting to see how he'd he have to understand it. I kind of am too. No, Kravitz can understand it, but I oh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested I, to see what's going to happen when Kravitz gets his reckoning. Carabas. I just really he's what? so goddamn boring. Oh, oh my! Wow. And Kirk makes him interesting. So that is the no. like. That's it, Jared. He's fake. He lies about not knowing things. He pretends that things he knows are bad or not bad because he doesn't like them being bad. Jared Carabas drives me insane. I'm sure he's a nice man, but I listen to Section 10 when I can't get to sleep. All right, that's it. I, Jared Carabas, B-O-R-I-N-G. I don't want to go on Jared Carabas rant, but, but this confirms it. I mean, there are people out there. Carabas said that there are people out there. Who, there are haters. I am yeah. one of the haters. I can. So. He's so boring. Ryan Whitney <laughs> is the best toy ever. Jared Carabas is so terrible. All right. Uh, I wish Portnoy right. would make him move to New York just so he couldn't come on the show. Oof, oof, that's a hot take. I, I think a lot what of a take. Gasman is going off. <laughs> it's what it is. I, you got me on Carabas. I can't stand it. It's. I'm sure he's a nice man. He's boring as the day is long. <laughs> so, so I want to. I want to. I mean, if do you guys have anything else to say about Steve? I mean, I think I think this is just kind of one of his. Or let's call it like a. I think it's disgusting. Mother. He wears socks with pajamas. That's just gross. That's I'm weird. sorry. I had to weird say behavior. That. Yeah, I'm with with weird you on that, John. Behavior. Weird behavior. I don't know. It's I'm disgusting a big the way he treats guy. the minifans. He treats everyone like shit. I mean, he has a 
great opportunity. People would kill to be able to receive, have that pay, have that job. And he's just miserable all the time when he whines and like when Kurt criticizes him, he threatens to quit. I just I can't stand it. Wouldn't I it mean, be the opposite though if he was kissing everybody's butt and talking about how great it was all the time? Wouldn't we be shitting on him for the opposite? Yeah, yeah like, sure, but that's not the case. So I'm gonna complain about that. Yeah, but we would I mean, like. I mean, there's there's an example of that. I mean, Colin ain't got tried to do it that way, and he had a mental breakdown. So there's <laughs> there's the other the the other way to go. So uh, so the next the next part I wanted to bring up uh, part of the show is which I thought was going to be the death of Joe Zarbano. I thought it was going to be a celebration of the man who you could say was responsible for Kirk being kicked out of WEI and let go and 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 their their spiral down the toilet. Did so somebody send him a cake number. shaped like a dick? Did that happen? Somebody's got to do that. Someone's got to send him a cake shaped like a dick. Why uh, did they say they were going to do it? He did that to a hockey team or something yeah, back in. Was yeah, was it Chicago? He's on Chicago. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy. I mean, his family could probably use some cake right now. They're probably all <laughs> starting to, they're waiting for that uh, stimulus check to get in so they can, you know, go to the grocery store. But it's, um, but no, I, I thought. needs like a ceremony for this kind of thing. Like, know how Portnoy has the bottles of uh, Ace yep. of Spades? So Kirk needs like they should do like a paint your life where they get him like a fucking like a portrait of all of his dead enemies so he could just hang on that barren <laughs> wall behind him or something because Marco like, right in the middle exactly that's what I mean like there's so many pelts they could put on that wall and it's still blank shout out the mural but like we need a way to celebrate these deaths like this is a this is supposed to be a death of an enemy right like that's what the whole goal is here right speaking of it I'm surprised there wasn't any reaction from. Uh, Portnoy on this on this news because I know True. he fucking hates Zarbano because probably he doesn't remember. dude he probably doesn't even know probably doesn't know. <laughs> he, probably yeah, doesn't he probably doesn't know. know he's so busy but but I think it goes back to uh howitzer gate with all with all that <laughs> stuff with Brady's kid when he was kicked off WEI and stuff like that so uh but no I, I thought there was there was going to be a complete beat down I like the stories to, from today about how when Zambrano or when he Zarbano came in to tell Kirk like hey just plug the shows and he was like get the fuck out of here and there was almost a fight I really think that and then he told them like hey in six months one year two years you're going to lose your job because of you letting me go I think that's just another example of uh, how Kirk Kirk was right about this situation and not exactly I, Nostradamus on that one but yeah I mean yeah, everyone yeah. I've ever talked to that has worked for or dealt with that man has said he's a scumbag that's all I know about him so I'd imagine this guy's got to be a scumbag you know, yeah. like this this guy sucks. And like, I mean, I just started following Kirk when Barstool came around. So it was all over by that time. But what I've learned from that day forward, this guy sucks. He's a scumbag and he deserved to lose his job. And it seems like he resigned in dishonor, basically. I mean, we if all If you're going to get that high up in a corporation like Intercom, you, you have to be willing. At that point anyway, yeah. so. You got to compromise some principles to get that high up. Yeah. And I... And the thing is, I don't know the man, obviously, but I, everything I've ever heard from anyone who's ever worked there is that the guy's just a huge dick. So, you know, you feel bad for his family, not so much for him. I, I don't know his fucking family. I don't know. His wife, he has wife and kids. I don't know that they did anything wrong, but whatever. Oh, they, they, they probably did. They support him. They gave him support. Yeah. He's uh, always uh, a good job. He's got a really bad history. He's got a bad history <laughs> with the female interns, too. But. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I, I families are Bono. I don't think I don't think Kirk went light on him. I just think he was not distracted, but just kind of like. I did, like 
more passionate about the Steve stuff. His That's fire, his stuff. fire just burned bright with the Steve stuff, yeah. and the Zarbano stuff was like something he had prepared, but just the fire was out by that time. Like he just burned. The fire is out. I just think. I just think he just kind of you know. He was more excited about that stuff. Maybe. maybe that's what I yes. guess. Right? Yes. You know. And I also think that since, since the announcement show. happened over the weekend, like this wasn't. This was something that was announced on Saturday, so you like you kind of had a day mm. to kind of not simmer down but just you don't get that like i i love like the heat of the moment kirk reactions when he just finds out news and, and he just fucking rips rips people to shreds I, I think i think this would have been great if like they announced it tomorrow or sunday night that that's Bono was stepping down but it's uh but no it's it's good to see him gone and and there was a interesting little segment from today's show where they talked about how they would say quote-unquote save wei and I think both of both, I think both Steve and Mike had terrible answers for this. Oh, Steve, really? Yes. You don't so, like Steve's? I'm, I'm in, I think Steve's answer is what the answer is because it's just like from a business point, that's how you're going to have to do it. That's how the hole is too deep. I agree. What else are they going to do? Are you going to try to pay for talent now? Overhead right now, that company's <laughs> overhead right now from, I was in. Oh, you muted yourself. John, we lost you. I said I worked for Cumulus and like that's just a, a comp or a competitor of Entercom and the same with them. Their overhead, their cash flow coming out was nowhere near what their salespeople could keep up with. And it's just bloated and dying. And they're just going to have to either consolidate, like Steve said, or they're just going to blow up. And you, the thing is like terrestrial radio, or terrestrial radio can't go out of business. It's always going to be there. So like mm -hmm. what happens then? You know, well, like what what happens? I would say there's still a market for it in the sense of, I mean, the sports hub is doing great numbers. The sports hub seems to be. Oh, yeah, there's always going to be a market. People are always going to have the radio. I just, I think, I think WEI just, just was so bad these mm -hmm. past couple of years. That's like, they didn't lose it because radio it's, died. Uh, it's like a nuclear effect. When Kirk left, it's just going to be wave after wave after wave of unsuccess just because of that's where the fans were based from. That's what, and they turn their back. I mean, Zarbano's a scumbag. Like he treated people like he was better than them. Like it's worse now man. because they've got that stink on them. Wei yeah. with its you know its paid talent is pulling in three point six ratings. Like who's going to want to go to sinkingship.com like that? You're not going to mm -hmm. get any big talent to jump. And even if you could, what you're going to have to pay them, you're never going to justify At initially. Point, if you're, sponsors, you're going to need to lose money into it. No one's if you're a salesman for a radio station at that point, you're no longer selling talent. Now you're no. just selling your radio station. I've you're been, like I've worked for a radio station selling ads to, to no talent. You're just selling the fact that you're on this station, you know? So like, and that's when, that's when fucking sponsors dip. They're gone. I mean, no one's fucking, no one wants to advertise in radio, you know? The money is and, just gone. And so I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of found that was a defeatist attitude. My my way of going, I'll get to Mike's in a second, but my way of going about it is I would offer two I would offer him a one contract. I would say you can come and rip to shit Entercom, rip to shit WEI, a one-year contract, give him two million dollars a year, double whatever he was paying, deck out. Get rid of the entire lineup and then say Kirk. Kirk said he won't do it for five hundred million. So uh, yeah, you're, a little, you're a little short. You're, you're not <laughs> making it a million. You got you got to step that up a bit. I know, I, I know that, but but this is what they should be doing. They need to bring in a talent like Kirk Minahan or someone who is that big for you know Fidelberg, someone from Barstool. Try to get. So let me know. ask you a question, Justin. What does 
what does someone on a talent level of a Dave Portnoy or a whoever, Kirk Minahan, insert you know, Dan Katz, what do they want with Intercom? That's the bigger question. Because I understand is, why Intercom wants them, but I can like if you're Big Cat right now. I mean, they can sell. They can sell. They can sell the station to Barstool, and now Barstool Radio yeah, is to so just and, syndicate for, for that and, purpose. And, they, yeah. and at that point, make a syndicated station across the whole fucking country. Now Barstool is a syndicated station across the country, based mm -hmm. out of Boston, Massachusetts, WEEI. And that would be great. It's just it, to it's rebuild just it with on-air talent. I mean, they would have close. It never happened. I, I completely agree to it, but I'm just saying, if I was in the position of Entercom, this is what I would be doing to try to save Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think it would ever work, but this is what I, I'd be like, okay, fuck, we have to do something. And then Mike's, Mike's scenario where he just goes, he said, like, he travels back in time to 2017. It's like, okay. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, what you need is, it's called the Flux Capacitor. Yeah, flux <laughs> like, Capacitor. <laughs> and you travel back in time. It's like, yeah. Like, I, think, I think Kirk was looking for not a serious, but like a, a legitimate way you would go about fixing intercom and EEI now that, that, you know, that snake Zarbano's gone. But, uh, I, you guys have any, like, I know, I know you said that, you know, Kirk would never go back there. And I completely agree with that. But if you guys, that's some indigestion. Yeah. Dude, these new fucking meds I'm on are fucking killing me. Um, are they? if you, we're in the position of, you know, Zarbano's replacement. What would you guys do? Would you do, do the syndicated route that Steve said? Would you travel back in time? Would you offer Kirk a shit ton of money to kind of just run the station? Or what would you guys go? We'll start with John. Uh, like I said, I would, uh, the, my attempt would be to get a Boston or like a Boston barstool radio. And that would be syndicated across the whole nation in a second, like boom. That would be the only option, but I like I said, then you're basically shutting down your whole company. So mm -hmm. that's literally impossible. So I would go with the syndicated route, like Steve said. Tony, you'd probably put on Howie Carr, Rush Limbaugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conservative talk, baby. That's what's up. Um, no, if I, I mean, let's assume I can't blow up the station for the moment. I got, okay. I got to save it. I got to, you know, I'm hired. Yeah, the only option is you pray that some big radio talent is going to buy your pitch mm -hmm. to try to do what John's talking about. Make a syndicated yeah. service that's you know nationwide. This is the flagship station. If you can't get someone on board for that, I don't know what you do. I You're trying to sell stuff. You had marketable product that you've slowly whittled down into something that now literally nobody wants to buy. Yeah. So honestly, I think you'd have a little trouble initially selling even on your syndicated stream just mm -hmm. because of how toxic WEI is right now to begin with. Once I you agree. could establish that all the key players are gone and the on-air talent's gone and it's just music, you could maybe make some you know, money that way. But saving it now, they, they, the, I, I really feel like they just didn't want to fire Zarbano because they just didn't want to give Kirk another pelt. Yeah, and that's true. Honestly, like, <laughs> how is Dale Arnold still working there? And I, whatever, I don't know Dale Arnold, but the content is unlistenable. His oh. ratings are in the toilet, but he's still there. Like, it's I, I don't know how that works. It's Dale Arnold just makes me laugh. Everything about him. My dad always watches the Bruins game, and he's on like the Bruins intermission reports, and he's like, oh, da, da, da. <laughs> just, I'll just go on it, but, and I'll just be like, I'll just be like, you don't, you have no idea how much. Like, I want to say the Minna fans have just ruined this man's life because he's just so boring. He doesn't play along. He's just a piece of shit. And uh, he's like, he's like, oh, well, yeah, it's good to, I don't know, it, it, the whole thing. But high blind Mike, how, what would you, how would you go about saving uh, 103.7 or 
937. I simply say, dude, you sell that thing and you run away as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, you sell it and you run. It's would dying. Kirk buy it? People like Bob. <clears throat> Kirk wouldn't buy it because Bob Murchison and people like that would just ruin it for him. He could have fun with it. It's just, they're just miserable. That's true. He'd buy it maybe to fire all of the executives. Yeah, you know, he would do the Ari Gold and it. come through with the paintball no, think, and then just shoot everybody. I like Tony's idea. Kirk would, Kirk would buy it for like a week. If you have an office and you just keep calling people into his office, firing them, and he'll just, and the just last guy in line is gonna be Dale Arnold. You know that all the way at the back, 60 people deep. Number 61 is Dale Arnold. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be that, that would be uh, that, would, that would be quite interesting. So uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about Zambrano. Uh, I keep saying Zambrano because Mike Zambrano. Just, just embrace it, dude. Zambrano. <laughs> on, his, on his old podcast, he didn't refer to him as Zarbon. He was Zambrano for some reason. Um, but I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about Joey getting fired or resigning, which is – I always love it when people are like, oh. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It's like we mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. Go, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Really- I've decided I don't want to get paid anymore, and my employers decided they don't want to pay me anymore. So this worked out great. Like yeah. you'd think one of us would be awkward, but no, no, we both agree. We don't want to pay me anymore. Oh yeah. It's, Come like, on. it's like, so what they did, they, that's pretty much saying, well, they came to me and said, we don't want to pay you anymore. And I said, good. I, I don't even want to get paid anymore. I, I quit. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, yeah. Okay. So you got fired, whatever. It's no one even blames you for being mad about that. You just fucking be a person. Zarbon. I, just, just, I got fired. Get on with it. Say you got fired. It's so strange. And just how, how, it's happened to you uh, like four times this Mike, year, Justin. You oh, what, Mike, yeah. what Mike said he sent to uh what Mike said he sent to Zarbana. Yeah, his uh his, <laughs> Kirk was like it. Kirk was <laughs> like, I sent him an application to Joey. <laughs> that was uh, that was great. I mean, they're not hiring right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not not hiring. I don't think many restaurants are hiring right now, so you can see some yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, tough spot. So he could be an Uber driver. what were you saying? I was saying he could be an Uber driver, I guess. <laughs> he drives Mike to and from the studio. Now. What, a, what a demasculating way to go out that would be. So the last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, they, they hit on it kind of near the end of the show. Uh, other than the secret project stuff, you know, that's going great. Um, Kirk did say there was one hiccup uh, that that's happened this week. And that's that Steve hasn't been murdered yet. So, I mean, hopefully things get rolling. Yeah, I saw, I saw uh, the deathless guy put out a tweet today that welcome. Yeah, Steve. So, the- yeah, Steve. So, uh, hopefully that doesn't affect the, uh, how the secret project comes out too, too much, but last thing I wanted to touch on, they kind of talked about, I mean, Mike's on, Mike's on Patreon now. So like there's the talk of could Mike ever get censored on Patreon because this whole thing going on with parlor being, shut down by Amazon web services, all these different places being banned. Uh, do you guys ever think that like Barstool could ever get banned from something like this? Or, or do you think this is just kind of reaching too far to say that Tony, I'll start with you. Cause I know you have some hot takes. Yeah. He's cast me as fucking little. I do. Well, here's the problem. I'm going to, I'm going to tick off all my conservative buddies here. So here we go. <laughs> uh, it's funny because reasonable regulation is the sort of thing that I generally support. Mm-hmm. Can I suggest that maybe for the last 30 years, we shouldn't have been busy trying to convince all the population of this country that corporations are in fact individuals, that those corporations thereby enjoy the same individual freedom as the individuals of the company do, or excuse me, of the country do. Uh, 
-hmm. Yeah, we've basically made it so that six companies, six giant tech companies are effectively in charge of the internet. I know there's a lot of smaller ones, but if we're being honest, about half a dozen big players have to agree, and then you're out of business. The trouble is the present administration, and really this goes back through Bush and Obama and Clinton, where we've slowly deregulated the internet, got rid of all protections for the consumer mm -hmm. on the internet, and basically said these companies are just so big, they're job creators, we want to give them all the advantages in the world to create more jobs and bring more money in. Yeah, the trouble is now you don't like what they're doing, so you're kicking back against them. I would say you sound like a bunch of Democrats. Mm, <laughs> when wow. the Democrats don't like that the oil companies are polluting, what do they ask Big Daddy government to do? Step in and put some regulations in place. Parler doesn't like what the big tech companies are doing. What do they do? They go to Big Daddy government because they want regulation. Bunch of frauds. All of these conservatives demanding that Parler be replatformed. Bunch of frauds. And I don't think deplatforming them was a good idea. I think it's actually a bad idea to pretend that stuff doesn't exist, but they screwed up by letting these big companies become effectively too big to fail and putting them in charge yes, of the internet. That was a well thought out fucking yeah, no, I, I, discussion. I <laughs> Thank you. I do think I do think that it would be kind of you know best for a lot of people if Google was broken up. I I, I don't see why you know AT and T was broken up in the seventies, and we don't we we have this giant corporation in Google that pretty much controls the internet why youtube can't be a separate company we um, watched facebook basically consume all of its competitors yeah yeah remember the engineer and, guys and, ever and, want, and, uh, and we didn't want regulation because everybody was making too much money you guys ever watch silicon valley where that intro was all the different tech companies yeah. and there was just like one would close and the other one would eat it up at this point there's like four buildings in that introduction yeah they've, they've just it like google facebook I mean, I worked for Comcast, like Comcast, like the reason the internet's so fast is because of Comcast. You think they don't have a say in shit? Like they have two mm -hmm. skyscrapers in Philadelphia. Like these companies just run everything, bro. One and it's scary, man. What's that? One of them is shaped like a flash drive. One of them, yeah. <laughs> yes, I learned that on my seventh grade, yeah. on my seventh grade field. Yeah, the, they have two skyscrapers. Like no, who's, who else is building skyscrapers right now? Seriously, what do you think? Oil companies are out there building skyscrapers. You think Ford and them are out there building skyscrapers? No, it's all it's it's fucking Google, it's fucking Comcast. They're the only people who have money to do that shit. They fucking run everything, dude. It's scary. But I think Castman was right. That was well like I guess you really can't bitch about this because we did spend 30 years just saying these companies well, well, can do whatever the well, fuck they want. Well, I mean, I'm 24 and I've never, you know, you know, campaigned for <laughs> for corporations to be seen as people. So I, I think I can I can still. Well, how, no, did you vote for any candidates that supported legislation that did? Because uh, you probably. personally campaigning doesn't matter if you're not voting against it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know too much about this. I live in Massachusetts. You know, they, <laughs> they go blue no matter who'd, who. Who'd you vote so, for, for president? Uh, I voted for Donald Trump. Okay, well then you voted for someone who is in favor of deregulating the internet. So you actually did vote in support of this. I guess I did. I mean, but I'm I mean, you listen, you didn't do it on purpose. I understand that, but like, I don't think anybody who voted for Trump realized that. But yeah, on uh, a more this serious, is what topic. deregulating internet businesses he's, looks like. Steve's this is a liar guy. Like. Steve's a liar guy is washed up. Word in the North is the new King of Parody songs. Oh, I want that on the well, fucking that's not record. Fair. That's I want not that fair. on the How can you say record. that, dude? He's washed. Oh, up. that's. Oof. What about Bye Bye Mike? I mean, that, that's just, that's, he just no. he's like he's like fucking Backstreet Boys in like 2008. Like, what were they doing? Then? Oh, just I meant the other Bye Bye Mike song. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, Word in the North is a new king. 
No, I think I think I think Steve's a liar guy. Still, still reigns top for me. I think. What's I think Warden of the North's new big song? What? What's well, I mean, he did it on the Minna Family's introduction and video, and it was fantastic. Ooh. Ten times better than the Blind Mike introduction. That's that's a high bar. I'm the worst on the internet. Okay, good for him. I, I agree. Warden of the North is the best. I withdraw my comment. Man, I love Warden. Warden. No, no, seriously. I, I saw a tweet by Channel Zero that said, see the liar guys washed up before this. And I'm like, I'm going in there with that take because I love it. That's a, that's a, that's I love a that take. That's aggressive. I that. I, I, I'm just saying. That take, I want to wrap this up because that was. <laughs> Justin's we're, nervous we're not, now. We're not talking. We're not talking bad about Steve's life. We're talking about big tech championship. What about Big Justin's? So, um, but uh, but no. Just to get back to the big big tech thing. I do think it's scary because I could see a time when Murchison or someone of you know Richio, yeah. especially you look at Richio's connections he has. You know, could certain shows be taken off at the podcast? Could Dude, certain shows be taken very off? Very possible the internet and i think there was something interesting that nardini said at this kind of the start of the uh quarantine and everything like that she's like we need to get back to blogging because the blog is the only blog is the most pure form and that's the best it's, yeah it's it's the best. no one can take down because mm -hmm. it's, it's run by barstool um uh it's just that's just how they they get it done there's no you don't have to go through anyone you have to go through spotify apple youtube twitter anything like that so she's like, she's like, we just need to get back to blog, get back to the, get back to what made made Barstool great. Um, so, but I, I do see that uh, in the future. I'm not talking about in the next year or two, or even within the life of the Kirk Minahan show. But I could see in 2030 or something of that, like people being like, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have this, you know. I mean, if if people have an opinion on Portnoy and, and they kind of throw that to the rest of the company, there are definitely some people out there who think that barstool having a platform is not a good a net positive but what you might see there is some decentralization because barstool is a big enough media company that it might just start its own web hosting service mm -hmm. you you might see something like that there's the smaller players though that's where you have to get worried because barstool is big enough to fight back there's a lot of little guys like for example the blind mike patreon that's mm -hmm. david versus goliath if ever there was one if they just decide to shut Patreon down, Mike's toast. There's really he doesn't have the infrastructure yeah. or the money behind him. He's just done. Yeah. So and, and, and like, like I don't said, want like, the government. The challenge is you don't want the government being the grand arbiter of what mm -hmm. is and isn't acceptable content. That's dangerous. But at the same time, when you give just complete authority to private industry, no one should you lose a arbiter. lot of say. And that's why we have things like the FCC. Like those companies aren't really involved in this industry at all and there's nothing set up for it it's just another classic example of our government isn't prepared for the technology that is being put out there today and they're too slow to keep up so they just do nothing about it and they're just getting consumed and consumed it's just and i'm telling Tony, you man Tony, russia you come point. on over <laughs> you a good point about like how barstool probably could get its own you know web hosting service or whatever and if they're big enough where they they could probably do that but in the likes of things <laughs> what's that say <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I, see I didn't see the others but i saw bandit oh, <laughs> um, but, but like you think of like could barstool six years ago if, if they were kicked off kicked off you know podcasting and could they have survived no so it makes me Probably not, no. worry about see, no no justin you're wrong there because that Maybe. goes back to nardini where the heart of barstool is that fucking yeah. blog and that's what they control that blog is everything they control, and that's where they start. It's like Dave always says. It, he'll go back to delivering fucking papers again. I think Barstool would always live 
even if they yeah, were the, kicked off. The, the Port Nardini partnership in particular, they would find a way to be successful. They'd find a way. Like, yeah. I, and that's the only one I'm going to disagree with you on that take, though, Justin, because every, anyone else cannot handle that. Say, like, you know what I mean? Like, if fucking even ESPN right now, if they were kicked off a platform, I don't know how they would handle it. You know, like, if they didn't have a channel on fucking by Disney anymore, how would ESPN handle that? Whereas Barstool would, I think, has, it's a different situation. So, I I, I do, do think, think I, can. if they were kicked off Twitter or something of the like, I mean, there are people that are going to lose. They're, they're going to downsize. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, knock on – I mean, Josh won't have a job. Oh, God forbid. That, that, yeah. Oh, no. Loses his job. Oh, like, Gaz, we would have to find something else to do and all, all these people. So I do think it's a slippery slope, and, I, and I'm curious to see what the kind of next administration does does about does – in regards to censorship, if they're going to, I know Kirk said today that he thought things were going to kind of loosen up if Trump lost, and now he thinks the opposite. It's uh, it'd be interesting to see to see what uh, what goes on. But you guys got anything else to say before I wrap this up? This has been uh, no. this has been a fun. One. I'm good. Oh. A new T-shirt came out, the Fribble T-shirt. Oh, what a great cool. T-shirt! Shout out to my boy Harrison. What a fucking. He's been pumping shirts out, huh? That dude is that dude that I I bought two shirts. I, the I gen- two like, yeah. ones. I saw the rocket bot. He's like, I'll take five. I'll take five. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so, a good character. They're getting better and better. This kid's the man. I like that kid. So be be sure to go check that out. Uh, thank you so much to John from Scranton, Tony, High Blind Mike, and all that. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday where I will. Carabas is the worst. I will be joined <laughs> by Tim and Ken and Red from Maine. So, oh, what a cunt. What a, what, a, what a fun what a fun show i should have yeah i'm sure you'll have a lot of fun you'll see but, him uh, next tuesday but uh that's right so thank you guys <laughs> and i will talk to you later shout out